So we're here with Julian Field from QAnon Anonymous. Hello, gentlemen. We're kind of doing the opposite of your show, where at least you get to look into like eccentric weirdos that are sort of, uh, you know, nominally political somehow. But this is like <laughs> the most inside the beltway dog shit from the most annoying people who love the culture of politics here today. I look forward, you know, uh, to the moment where at the end I actually love fight song. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> wistfully looking forward to re-listening to that. Yeah. So we've got a huge list of presidential campaign theme songs here. I actually feel bad that I didn't include fight song. We should probably just add that to the end. But <laughs> I think I've heard it enough. Yeah. That's what, like that one is pretty bad. I don't know if that one could be rehabilitated. But I'm trying to the think banjo about cover. it. Like, I, yeah, I, I heard the original, <laughs> the barbershop quartet. <laughs> quartet. That would be better. That would be yeah. better, I think. It I would know. be. The current arrangement's pretty bad. I guess I didn't include that one because I tried to go for ones that mention the candidate by name or actually like talk about the candidate. Because like, especially when you look at these chronologically, it's really since 2000 or so, maybe since the 90s, that like candidates got so lazy where they just use fucking Springsteen every time. Or they use high, high mm -hmm. hopes or whatever. And it's like, those aren't like about Pete Buttigieg, you know? Exactly. I was yeah. looking through some of these, the more recent ones from the last 50 years. And uh, the one that stood out to me was 2008 Chris Dodd, the Democratic primary campaign. And his two songs were Get Ready by The Temptations and Reach Out, I'll Be There by The Four Tops, which are okay. two of the best songs of the decade. Yeah. That makes me, that increases my opinion modifier of Chris Dodd. He should have won and in then, 2008. <laughs> and I was yeah. looking at Joe Biden and he's getting like the staple singers in there and Curtis Mayfield. And then I realized that I can be pandered to in the exact same way as black boomers. <laughs> That's true. I guess <laughs> where I see the four tops and I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I don't care what legislation you signed. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and I it it works on me. Motown political classics. There's so much uninspired stuff in this era, though, of like Elizabeth Warren in 2020 used Dolly Parton's Nine to Five, and Hillary Clinton already did that 12 years earlier. Like everyone, every Democrat has a fucking Springsteen song. They think it's a song about being a girl boss. It's because you can always get him to show up. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce is always going to show up. So if you put your song in there, you're kind of guaranteed to get him at all your rallies. Bernie yeah. Sanders, Seven Nation Army, and yes. Power to the People. That's pretty depressing. That's, that's, a, that's a debuff for my opinion on Bernie Sanders. Yeah. If, yeah, if yeah, I was yeah, high yeah. hopes. Uh, okay, how would I have voted in 2020 if the only thing I could see is this list of songs? <laughs> Andrew Yang had Return of the Mac, which is just insufferable. Yeah, that's too epic. Like, of course, he's so like a dude. meme, you know? You should do Bitches Ain't Shit, dude. You yeah. should play it on a ukulele. I mean, I get. I think it would be Joe Biden. I think if I had to vote based on the music, it would be Joe Biden. But he's based cheating on by Move having on up five by Curtis songs. Mayfield. Yeah, he also five has songs a, is a throwaway Springsteen one. But yeah, you're right. Move on up is an amazing song. Yeah, Obama kind of stayed out of politics during uh, the last couple cycles, but he came in just to do the song selections for old Joe. <laughs> yeah, it is very similar. 
I mean, if we're just talking about who has an actually good song, though, Beto O'Rourke using Clampdown, it's a good song. But the fact that he would use it is so pathetic because he's trying to signify, look, I'm the punk guy. I'm so cool. Ah, the Andrew Yang, man. Yeah, it's the most on the nose, like Gen X. I'm still cool. Like, oh, Yeah, the Andrew the cool Yang shit. Is that's thing. fucking embarrassing, whack. man. Return of the Mac. Return of the whack. Dude. <laughs> Don't. And there's another guy who actually says Mac. And he didn't use that song. It might have yeah, worked true. if it was Joe Biden. Because he always says, come on, Mac. I mean, Donald oh, yeah, Trump gets true. credit for both of his selections. In 2016, doing You Can't Always Get What You Want is really funny. <laughs> I think they tried to get him to not use that. <laughs> he knows like five songs. That's why he had to use it. He didn't know any others. Yeah, you can't. That's, yeah, there's no way Mick Jagger signed off. On that, that's that, 100% the song of the Democratic Party. I don't yeah. like that song that much. Yeah, you can't always get there are a lot of Rolling a Stones. pony or healthcare, but sometimes you can get another four years of uninspired bullshit. Sometimes you can get a means-tested plan for five percent of people to get put onto private healthcare, provided they only make one hundred thirty-three percent of the minimum po- what constitutes the poverty line. Sometimes you can get that cool it's website. It's one of those. It's one of those songs that feels like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards sat down and said, "Let's write a song for a commercial." Yeah. <laughs> Which is the kind of thing they did. They would sit down and say, like, let's write the most pandering song we can. Yeah, and totally. that was one of them. And I get that feeling from it. Like, there was stuff they did the same year that was, uh, like, genuinely incredible works of genius. But that one, eh. But the funnier, the funnier one is YMCA in 2020. <laughs> because how are people going to, like... Imagine that a hundred years from now, someone's doing a hologram podcast or whatever it is, and this list is however many presidents longer or kings or presidential dictators or whoever, and they're looking through this and commentating on it, and they see YMCA, and they look at the village people, and they see the village people are a group that's gay, and they did disco, which is gay. It's the genre for gay people and black people. And then they click on Donald Trump and it says he was commonly remembered as the most racist president of all time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he hated all LGBT people. And they're just going to be scratching their heads. And I I really can't answer it now either. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like that is probably the most out there song choice in terms of social issues, I think. And just also totally Yeah, meaning anything except for just a tune I guess you like. I mean, what what is the message there? Like that that like it's not just um it's fun to stay at the YMCA. Yeah. But you know, politically, where are we what are we looking at here? I mean (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's a song about having sex in the YMCA (laughs) with men. <laughs> and it really is. It like, really that's is. That's just blatantly what like if if a democrat used that song they would get into it and say this is about like gay men having yeah. disgusting sex in a public place and how could you like they would be analyzing the lyrics and stuff. It's like if a democrat used like a public enemy song. Yeah, it's like a 100,000 Floridians, you know, clapping to Trump coming out to Airport Glory Hole. <laughs> Was this the first song by a gay person? That was used as one of these? Yeah, that might be. Like, openly gay. Yeah, maybe. Is KT Tunstall LGBT? Let me see. I have, I have to no check idea. this now. Nope. Stevie Wonder, he kind of is like, he's bi-curious. It's right there in the name. He wonders, would it be good? 
Well, he can't see. He's got to feel around. <laughs> you know, like everyone... He's accidentally gay. Everyone loves doing the thing of being like, was Abraham Lincoln gay? Mm. We should start doing that with something more obscure. Like, was uh, Alexander Kaufman Ross, who wrote Tippy Canoe and Tyler 2, actually gay? <laughs> yeah. Well, On the Raft with Taft I is think- definitely a gay anthem. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we got to dig into these because we got so many on the list. Let's just... We're going to go mostly chronologically here. Um, I was trying to, like, to deconfirm that but i think it's true that donald trump used the first song by a gay person as his <laughs> campaign song in 2020 yeah. for no reason i don't know why he's a man of contradictions kind of like johnny cash i don't understand it that's that's true I'm, I'm sure that there was absolutely no thought that went into it whatsoever which i guess is why people find him refreshing because like you know that joe biden is like meticulously like this one appeals to white people this one appeals to black people that's why i need five of them and trump's just like he knows five songs and he's like oh let's use the other one that i know yeah i think it's that he really does actually just know only a few songs he, he might be like well i guess the best one happens to be gay but i mean there are five songs total yeah it does happen kind of organically where they'll play a song at his rally because they have on the classic rock playlist. And then he'll do a little dance to it where he lifts his fist up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, classic. And people will cheer and say, woo, and the clip will get posted online. Yeah. And then they'll keep playing that song because whoever's running the campaign knows that it's an applause moment. It's an inside joke. And then that's how that stuff gets started, which is kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, I think what's important because to yes. Trump is to know that YMCA it may be gay, but it is white. It is yeah. kind of focus grouped, but it's focus grouped to an audience cheering <laughs> instead of an actual focus group. So yeah, there's something true. good like about some, it. I could also see him like just shitty. straight denying. Like just just if you have a conversation with Trump, he's like, no, the song's not gay. That was an actual police officer. Yeah. It was an actual construction worker. The they weren't types dressing of up. Working class were people, just some yeah. guys. Just some working class guys that was a Native American chief. <laughs> <laughs> which like if you're gonna they went to the ymca like to exercise they used the treadmill every one of the other costumes makes sense to me like could be in a gay porno but the native american one is just very confusing i mean i don't i don't know if that's a trope of uh you know early gay role-playing yeah i don't know if they remade the village people they probably wouldn't do that. i think so yeah and they should <laughs> but uh let's let's get into this playlist here here we go. This one, this first one is a John Adams campaign song called Adams and Liberty. And it's some nerd doing a contemporaneous recording of it. So. This is, uh, I don't know if it's Oscar Grant or I think it sounds like it. Yeah, we'll have to get into like explaining that guy in a minute. Or Oscar Brand, not Grant. Wasn't Oscar Grant the, uh, let me see, let me fact check that. That was the guy who was killed by the police in San Francisco. Oh, okay. RIP to Oscar Grant and to Oscar Brand as well. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit already about how, like, the, in the current era, there's, like, so such uninspired song choices. But already right off the bat here, this song is uh, using the tune of something called To Anacreon in Heaven. Which is the anthem of an 18th century gentleman's club called the Anacreon Society. Oh. So right off the bat, these fucking politicians are doing just weird rip-off stuff. This was written by the same guy who did the Star-Spangled Banner, I think. The tune for it. Oh, that makes sense. I, I, was some I recognize guy. that work. But it was before he was the national anthem guy. So you couldn't really brag about it too much. If you could say the national anthem guy wrote my campaign song... That'd be a big deal, but that happened after the War of 1812, which was yeah. 
well after uh, Adams was out of office. But yeah, it's like right off the bat, this shit is so corny. <laughs> and he also hated that stuff. The Federalists hated the War of 1812. Okay, this is huzzah for Madison. Huzzah. Uh. These were so low effort. They didn't have any tunes. That's why you gotta steal the tunes. But vain their efforts all have proved the temple still unshaken stands. Nor it's kind of depressing how move, nor like American music up until almost the 1900s was Scotch Irish folk songs. Yeah, good point. It was different in New Orleans, obviously, but when they went to get a song, up until the late 1800s, it was stuff like this. Yeah, this is extremely They took an old folk melody, they would write new lyrics to it. But they add like a little kind of the, dr the military drums in the background. Yeah. And then over in Europe, what were you hearing? Like at the same time as this, you had Handel doing the fireworks music, the water music. You know what this is close to is uh, the ants go uh, or the saints go marching. Uh, You're right, it is. Yeah. yeah. Why did I say the ants? It's like kids songs. It's the same way they write kids that's, songs. That's the kids song. Yeah, the ants go marching. Okay, in. that's the kids version. I don't know why <laughs> that one came oh, up no, it's first. The ants go marching one by one. Yeah, yeah the ants go marching one by one. The Saints Go Marching In is a different song. Yeah, yeah. This one's really bad. I was hoping this one would be good because I love John Quincy Adams. But this is a horrible song. This is terrible. Yeah, Alex, maybe it's a good time to get into that Oscar Brand guy. He's like some folk singer who lived until 2016. And in the 90s, he recorded this album of a ton of these songs. So a lot of these early ones... I guess he did that ones, his whole like, life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was looking through his discography, and he had, in 1949, he did G.I. GI American Army songs. Huh. 1950, he did uh, courting songs, rollicking sea shanties, body hootin' nanny, body songs goes to college, American drinking songs, and then I think the first uh, political one he did was 1960, Election Songs of the United States. Interesting. So I guess the most recent one there would have been either Kennedy or Eisenhower. So he's one of the only then, nerds who wanted to cover these like early American ones. So we have yeah, to listen to a lot that, of him in this early part. This guy was born in Winnipeg, by the way, which makes it weird. All of these kind of sound like, yeah, just a, a bunch of army guys who've had, a, you know, bathtub liquor. I don't know, it's just like, there's just such a... It's extremely uninspired, and I don't know, it, it just... I just, I can't hear anything good in it. It's like, you can't really make folk music more militaristic and get a good result. Yeah, there was a lyric back there about plague and pestilence and the devil is coming or something. Yeah, it feels like the Union I guess he was one of those guys like that would... Destroyed these. He's one of those guys that would do archival music. Just compiling these songs, 
these sort of ephemeral yeah. songs, which I guess I guess it's good that someone was doing that, but there isn't a lot of value in it so far. This is an Andrew Jackson song, and I think it's kind of lame that he used it in 1824 and 28. You gotta come with something original. Well, he was busy. The hunters of Kentucky, oh Kentucky, the hunters of Kentucky. We are a hardy, freeborn race, each man to fear us. <laughs> Speaking of tuneless, dear God. What kind of moron did this? <laughs> this was when Kentucky was the far west. It was the frontier. It was like crazy to be from Kentucky. Like, how are you still alive from being there? We'll show him that Kentucky boys are alligator horses. We sure will. It does feel like... Joe Biden's brain wrote these. <laughs> I mean, totally, there's yeah. holes in like why you would be expressing this, why you would be focusing on AI this. generated from Biden's brain. I mean, this is kind of like, I mean, all national anthems are kind of horrible like this. Like the French will go to like, like a FIFA, you know, kind of final or whatever. And they'll be singing about like the blood of their enemies, you know, rushing in the gutters and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck are we even doing anymore? I mean, there's like a big sign that says like, say no to racism. And then it's like the invaders blood yeah. will fill the troughs, you know, it's like, it's like what really out of touch, I guess, you know, I mean, this not, not, not hitting anymore. This did not farewell. But Jackson, he was wide awake and was not. The French don't really put that stuff into action anymore. Um, no, that's true. They're still waving the, f the flag of the revolution. We should. I mean, since we're on a. Why is Macron still up there? Get rid since of we're him. on a political podcast, I'd love to fill like a big jug of of uh, Macron's blood. I'd love to fill a good trough with him. Someone should just go do you know what to him. <laughs> I know what. Drain him of all his blood and fill a trough with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what it's in the, just national, like the national anthem foretold. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm just applying his politics to the body politic or whatever, you know, whatever thing in Minecraft. I, I like a that bank a, was uh, raised to hide our breast. Is that about the actual uh, United States bank? <laughs> you got really mad at the national bank for some reason. There's also too many lyrics here, man. Like, yeah, there's too many so fucking many. lyrics. You're saying too many different things. This is the longest one so far. I thought he was the anti-intellectual king. They did not let our patients tire. Yeah, well, I can't agree. <laughs> I like earlier, though, that they rhymed mucky with Kentucky. <laughs> we'll show you that the boys can be real yucky. <laughs> Andrew Jackson was awesome. He was the original Trump. He spent his entire term like gossiping about the the White House wives getting so in this cool. uh this big argument called the petticoat affair about some woman like the vice president's wife wasn't invited to a party <laughs> it's very fitting that Trump had his his portrait in the White House okay when i first same saw kind of blowhard guy van buren used rockabye baby as his song oh, it blew no. my mind but it's actually like a parody about his enemies Okay. Oh yeah, this was after the era of good feelings when they started getting nasty. Yeah, it's just nice to see a, a political candidate daddy doming his opponent. <laughs> this feels wrong, man. You sing this shit to like babies, and and you're you're like changing the lyrics like this to make it nasty. 
This is a uh, Trump yeah. should do that with Baby Shark to be anti-Biden. I mean, this really this is yeah. the original version of making a dirty Barney. They, song. I was about to say yeah, this is. is like using like rewriting Barney to own your opponent. He sits in his cabin drinking bad. It's because the Harrison campaign was about how he was from a log cabin and made hard cider or something. It was this rustic image they created of him, even though he was from Virginia and went to like Yale or something. Yeah. And it was responding to that saying, well, he's just he's just some dickhead. But it was weird because he was the Whig and then Van Buren was the Democrat and the Democrats were supposed to be the party of, I don't know, this is this is going to put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it will actually. I was just going to make people vote for like, Van I don't Buren. Think so, Come yeah. on. Being this kind of like Decemberist ass loser who like in the current age wants to cover songs like this is just so baffling to me. Yeah, this yeah, I think Macron should do Frère Jacques for like his third term campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one in the same vein, Yankee Doodle for the Harrison campaign. Grown men were singing Yankee Doodle running for president. Yeah, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Ooh, see, he's owning the log cabin and the cider. And this one. Although I would say that these the, are really like other two opposite sides of the same coin. The level of condescension in this song does actually match, uh, like using fight song or high high hopes. True, that's a good. It's point. like you fucking idiot babies. Yeah, things really haven't changed much, huh? It really was just as condescending. <laughs> Using baby songs. Yeah, using the song you sing. <laughs> this to your is what baby. you people like. The song you get. And it probably was what they liked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the age of people wearing overalls with one button come undone and or wearing a barrel. It must be hard though. Stuff like, like that. If you want people to recognize the music, and this is pre radio, I mean, there was very few things you could pick from that everyone yeah, would know. Yeah, true. If I if I only had a barrel to wear every day and I went to a, a campaign rally for Harrison and I heard this song, I would fucking lose my I'm mind. I'm surprised not more of them are like I don't know these kind of drinking songs that people would get together and sing more than more than like the children's versions, I guess. They might have been. But I guess um, people haven't done that on record. The yeah. uh, the Wikipedia explained that it's the hard Wigs, enough to get one guy to sing this. Like yeah. the Wigs actually did. Uh, innovate singing at their campaign stops and the democrats were kind of like behind them on that oh so you had to be kind of a triple threat to run yeah <laughs> like um yeah that was the only entertainment of like the day anthony blinken come to town and yell. like anthony blinken or, or or bill clinton triple threats totally i think this is the first like famous one that we've come across tippy canoe and tyler too this is like the only thing yeah, anyone knows some about weird John syncopation tyler. in it that makes it memorable yeah. Oh my God. It's like just all. It's all just bingo was his nameo kind of stuff. It is. Some of it was probably that you had to find new musicians in every town you went to. Yeah. And they must know Yankee Doodle. Yeah. Right? You know Yankee Doodle because if not, I'll teach it to you in ten seconds. Yeah. It's like what Chuck Berry used to do, where he would go to a new town, and he would get a band together, and then he wouldn't pay them, and he would leave. Yeah. In the band, he wouldn't rehearse with the band, obviously. He would just tell them, well, it's a Chuck Berry song. Yeah. And most of them are the same song. It's a 12-bar blues. Uh, oh! I had to put this one in because it's so bad. 
Rama dum dum. Dude, for come on. <laughs> this was the same time that the president started dying every couple months. <laughs> yeah. So they were putting all this effort into these songs, and then the president would be dead a month later. It's just like Rama dum dum. Thanks for the grub. It's just, it's just so good. It's they're playing like a maudlin string version of this while they lower the casket. <laughs> Rama dum dum. Yeah, I think back then it's like it's not just condescending, like you idiots, you children. It's also like you're all drunk, you're all <laughs> fucking moronic drunks. <laughs> You can just see the like drunk guy with his red shiny belly, and he's just rubbing it, and he's like, he's snoring, he's snoring big bubbles. You probably love this song though. Yeah, everybody's pants were like falling down all the time. These, you know, people's suspenders were snapping. I guess that is kind of how things were though. I mean, I re I remember that alcohol played a big role in, you know, on um voting day in, a, in the United States for a very long time until they outlawed just straight up giving you alcohol to vote. Because yeah. <laughs> people were... Whiskey just, was the currency for a long time. Like, people would just get so drunk they would die. Like, people would just, uh, you know, enter alcoholic comas in the streets from going uh, from tent to tent voting for every candidate they could. It was the only thing you could do. Yeah. Alright, here's one for Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln and Liberty. By felling and mauling, our railmaker statesmen can do. For the people are everywhere uh. calling for Lincoln and Liberty too. Then up with the banner so glorious, the stars spangled red, white, and blue. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I just, I just, this is kind of like, you know, there's so many mentions of Kentucky, and it just feels kind of like the songs like, um, you know, New York, uh, like that'll mention New York or whatever. I mean, was every other yeah. state into Kentucky? New York state of mind. Yeah, exactly. It's like Kentucky state of mind. That's it. It is. It's like, were the other, the people in the other states, were they fucking stoked to hear about Kentucky in a, in a national campaign? I think it was symbolic of the westward push. All right. Those states were significant, like Ohio and Kentucky. That was the farthest you could go. Yeah. Our David's good sling is unerring. And that was where people were the nastiest, too. They were the drunkest and yes. the most illiteratest. And not much has changed since. They all signed their names with a big X. It is, it is kind of interesting because you do get the sense that they want to be cool like they want to appeal they're not appealing to like the nerds that understand politics they just want to like get a good whiskey song going yeah i guess that's true like maybe that distinguishes it a little bit from recent songs although no i guess just by using established pop hits it's kind of a way of cheating your way into an audience for it you should have to rewrite the lyrics. Biden's actually running yeah, on the original version of Let's Get It Started in here. Yeah. <laughs> because America's ready to party again, you know? Back then it was like really bad whiskey that would give you poisoning. And then now it's just like fence. So he should lean into that. Yeah, he should lean into using like Juice World or something. Yeah, he should chop and screw. You should get a patch when you go to the campaign rally for Joe Biden. Yes, yes, it's the I voted patch, but it's got Fent in it. <laughs> yeah, that solves the problem. Yeah. Alright, this is a Grover Cleveland one. This one sucks, too. 
Wait, this is a pro Democrat It's Oh, wait, a lot of Christmas one is it? it is. Oh, it's fucking it's oh, fucking Christmas, oh, Christmas tree. tree. Oh God, Grover Cleveland sucked. He said oh, eight years ago we won the prize. Like it's so. I, I guess I give them credit for talking straight up about the election. That is so. This is so when they were super contested. Fucking sad. I guess the election is close enough to Christmas where you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Christmas in November. A lot of it is that it's this one guy doing all the songs, and he's doing them in the same style with the same instrumentation. Yeah. That's why I tried and to all the instruments other than acoustic oh, yeah, guitar good are point. played on an old keyboard. I think we're hearing we're too much Oscar his... Brand. He's like a bad poetry translator. Um, it's just like becomes his own. Presumably, to give credit to Grover Cleveland and these guys, once we're getting into like the 1880s, presumably they had an oompa band with tubas and stuff in a drum section. Yeah, that's a good point. It was probably a more it lively. It could have sounded like this. It wasn't a guy at a with yeah. one acoustic guitar. So once we get into the 1910s, there's different renditions that are more um, true to that spirit. So I think it'll kind of pick up soon. Yeah, this is a... Uh, yeah, there's just such a dearth of covers of these, these old horrible songs. Because why would you even do yeah. it? It's like doing a cover of Yankee Doodle, but with different lyrics. Like, yeah. why would you... Well, who would want to do that? Rick Rubin just recognized that Oscar Brand had fallen out of favor, but was a great musician so he got him back together for a few uh classic covers yeah <laughs> this is his america like one through five or whatever this is he's all right about benjamin harrison that's hardly an this endorsement is mercifully short anyway he's all right <laughs> this sounds like i've heard it before he's all right then left his home, his wife this just sounds like someone trying to reassure you while you're watching images of someone like blackout drunk. Don't worry, he's good. He's all right. <laughs> he's all right. Yeah, don't worry. He's, he's gonna right. be fine, folks. He fell off the stage. <laughs> a guy throwing up. <laughs> a guy who's just ushered off stage after throwing yeah. up. Yeah, he's all right. Like Erdogan, uh, like two hours ago. They they sung this out. They sung this after fucking uh, the uh, the Lincoln assassination. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. Don't he's worry, folks. Right. It looks like he's bleeding from his head, but he's all right. But he's all right. Finish the play. <laughs> Come on. Wait a little while. Um, Alex, to your point that Oscar Brand makes every song sound the same, we have to take a detour here going out of chronological order to show everyone the last song that he covered, which is Bill Clinton's uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow by Fleetwood Mac. And he just sucks all the life out of this song. This was recorded in 1996, so I don't know how he couldn't get the instrumentation going. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen to this. It's so bad. This is 20 years after you, after the original came out. You couldn't get a drum set? <laughs> I could see this coming as, like, an extra CD with, like, the Encarta Encyclopedia or something. <laughs> totally. It was released by the Smithsonian. Oh, can you imagine like a poor kid whose fucking parents are just huge politics nerds who like work in Washington and this is the only Fleetwood Mac song they've ever heard is this. I, I do think that, that hearing him cover this you can tell that he probably fucked up the other songs too. Yeah. Like this is a, we're being yeah, too maybe harsh those on sounded better to the same ratio that yeah. this sounds worse than the original. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. that. That's why we had to include this for honesty's sake of you know, maybe we're getting a, a raw deal on those other takes. 
I just I, I guess I, he just wanted to re-release this, or Smithsonian wanted to re-release this, so they had the guy record one more. Yeah. Because they put this out in the 70s, and they put this out in the 60s, and they keep re-releasing it with two more songs, and there's yeah. really no point to doing this. Because it's like, I Like Ike is at least, that's a song. Yeah. But this is just, this is one of the top played songs of all time on FM radio. This also kind so of. you really don't need it. It's like, it might be an Aki Pinty, like, uh, style cover. The way the vocals. It'll soon be here. Very weird. Sorry, I interrupted you, Alex. Oh, this guy's in the same age group. Yeah. <laughs> Except he was an actual folk music figure in the 50s. At least this one, I, I do kind of hear in this one how far music has come in terms of structure. Yeah, true. Like the other stuff just feels like, I don't know, very open-ended. No no sense of closure. It's not based on a kid's song. <laughs> yeah, so that puts it ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, on the next song, though, we're finally going to get into different renditions. I think that are more true to the era, probably. This next one coming up is Get on the Raft with Taft. Yeah. We were discussing that, but yeah, that's a, that's a bad idea. And also, it sounds like you're, uh, you know, like you survived a crash. Yeah. He's probably the last president you should get on a raft with. Oh, but they re- Yeah, this is not- Okay, they use the Looney Tunes, like, fat uh, guy- like <laughs> sound. I don't know. I don't know what instrument it is. They're is like it the tuba? tuba? See, they have the tuba. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. The Oompa Oompa band. Yeah, this is this is much more. They, period. Had, a, they had a marching band show. Oh, but it does sound like he's. But it's talking about. Oh my God! It was the original version of following around a fat guy with a tuba. Yeah, it's even more Taft too. Get on the raft with it. Just come on, guys. Yeah. Did they not? And back then, it was even more tremendous to be that fat. He was probably the fattest guy they had ever seen. <laughs> well, that's extreme. You imagine it's, it's, the, it's, it's comedic. Were, this is a comedic one, I think. This song is funny. I think people were probably laughing a little bit about it. I bet they actually like do like the double entendre, like because it'll make people, you know, remember this guy. Oh, he's the fat one. They were beating his ass in the quote tweets over this one. <laughs> James Cameron always has to explain that no, Rose couldn't have got on the raft with Taft because she would have she would have sunk. Yeah. The whole thing would have sunk. Yeah. <laughs> Just Taft's little head like poking out with holding on to the piece of flotsam. All right, this is a Warren Harding joint right here. Written by actor Al Jolson, who performed it at Harding's Ohio home. What? So here's the thing, at least that was contemporaneous, but very pathetically, Ronald Reagan in 1980 also used an Al Jolson song, which is like so insane. Wait, is that the president holding a tuba? I don't know, yeah, there's some old footage here, I'm not really sure what's going on. That's Al wow, Jolson, obviously, because you can tell by the really annoying way he's singing and dancing. <laughs> We talked about that on one of those episodes, like the one about the 1920s or 1930s. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not in blackface in this video. Where even if he's not in blackface, the way he's moving <laughs> yes. around, it just makes it makes you want to like hit him with a hammer. Yeah. yeah. He's just being so annoying. Like everyone would just, singers back then, they would act like Mr. Bean <laughs> in Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. This is Oscar. 
I like that though. We're here to make a fuss. Like I don't know. There seems to be. I like the politics. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Warren Harding died in office. <laughs> We're here to make a fuss. He didn't do too much. Alright, so this one right here is keep cool and keep coolage. No. Some barbershop shit. Is this like a, the first version of keep calm and carry on or whatever? The most boring president of all time. Yeah. You should have gone with beer coolage. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, these songs at least have a little personality to them. This is when they found out about cartoons, and it really changed music. <laughs> yeah. In the same way marijuana and LSD did when they first yeah, found out about when cartoons. When all these guys saw Steamboat Willie, it fucking changed their lives. Yeah. The reality opens up. They thought the steamboat was going to hit them. People were so scared of it. Keep cool and keep Coolidge is our country's mighty test. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. And also, is he running for re-election at this point? Why keep? Is he I already there? I think that's right. Yeah. I think so. That's it. It's kind of like don't switch horses midstream or whatever. Oh, I like this one. If he's good enough for Lindy. <laughs> What's that guy who got banned from Substack? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. If he's good enough for Lindy, man. Yeah, isn't there some guy whose whole online shtick is saying if something is Lindy or not? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's just some guy who bullshits. I kind of have to respect him because he got caught copying and pasting Wikipedia <laughs> for his paid blog. <laughs> People think that guy's a genius. It's awesome. But the, Okay, the gist of this song is that Charles Lindbergh said that he liked uh, Herbert Hoover. So Hoover was good enough for Lindy. He better be good enough for you, too. Is this like the li li Charles Lindbergh of the Lindbergh baby? or Yeah. Yeah, Charles Lindbergh. He can't even keep care, uh, keep track of his fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. He trusts the like, president to keep track of the country. Before, before he was a Nazi and before he lost that baby. Yeah. Yeah, he came out solidly for Herbert Hoover. But yeah. He went from Hoover to Hitler. <laughs> the, the, he was I such a celebrity. There should have been a lot of political analysis. Like like when there's like Obama to Trump voters, there should have been a whole thing about who went from Hoover to Hitler over the course of the 20s to the 40s. I'm just kind of wondering, like, like, of do people, people love... It was every rich Do guy. people love Lindbergh this much that it's kind of like, I don't know, like watching John Legend tell you to vote for Obama yeah. or something? He was by far one of the most popular people, like, into the 30s. Yeah, he was Huge like Lance figure. Armstrong or Michael Jordan, I guess. <laughs> now we're back to some bullshit for FDR here. Back again, back again, we've got Franklin D. Roosevelt back again. Meh. Yeah, it's not awful. I don't know. It's listenable. It's just the lyrics are so bad. It feels like they kind of just stuck them on a real song. Yeah, it doesn't make me want to vote. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. Very low energy. No, I'm not voting for FDR. <laughs> yeah, if I could go back in time, it would just be to be a person who doesn't vote for him then. 
I'm voting for Alf Landon. I'm gonna vote for Hitler. I'll take a drink of Just cause the music. I mean, the Nazis invented um, like magnetic tape, right? So we That's really true. owe them a debt in the music community. I would vote for Hitler when he was a baby. I would get confused about what I was doing and go back to 1887. Yeah. And then vote for him against Bismarck. And no one knows who it the is. The Nazis invented the 88 track. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The 14 track and the 88 track. <laughs> they recorded some crazy shit on this. Yeah. Something you can say about a lot of the other songs here is that they're mercifully short. And this one, I'm like, ooh, we still got it, well it is, over it a minute long. to go. Yeah, you can't be doing this. This is not a concert. Wrap it up. <laughs> I wonder if they ever sold these on 78s. I bet they did. Could you buy these? Probably, because like the fact that you and I have found um, like the Goldwater vinyl and stuff makes me think that that probably started before the 60s. Yeah, I wonder if in the 30s they sold them. Actually, Maybe. This, the next one we're going to do after this for Lyndon Johnson, the the picture on YouTube is like a seven inch of it. But again, that's like by the 50s. I could see like one of the first gramophone DJs like completely fucking up the vibe by putting something like this on. <laughs> 78s in general kind of stunk. If yeah, you get totally. a big crate of them, most of them are going to stink. Because no one knew about good music back then. Or it was racially segregated out of existence. Yeah, and it all also was only recorded in like certain narrow frequencies. It's just great to have you there where you belong. There's another one where they just took a popular song, Hello Dolly, and just changed it to Hello Lyndon. But it is awesome though. I love Lyndon Johnson. He's the best. Yeah, this one is at least like properly energetic and makes you want to vote, you know? 1964. I love that that label on that seven inch says uh, recommended for broadcast use. Mm -hmm. I guess people were playing this on the radio. Oh, I guess uh, Lady Bird Johnson did own a radio station. Ah. But they're trying to get people to play it. That's it. That's like you know writing, please give me a play, like on a white label or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're out at um, the intersection trying to hand out their mixed CD to cars that are stuck at the light. <laughs> Hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? Hello, Lyndon. Well, hello, Lyndon. It's just great to have you there where you belong. You're looking They should do this for Biden. Yes. It would be so easy. You could do this for any president. Yeah, this is exactly, this is the only kind of stuff Biden would actually want to listen to. Uh, the, he, he would do uh, Otis Redding, um, sitting by the dock of the bay, biding my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, biding our time with Biden. That would be a good one. Like, hold on, just come on, Mac, one more. He's going to be 86 when he leaves office. If he doesn't so die cool. in office. Or if he doesn't lose. <laughs> I don't think he can die. Or if he did, they wouldn't tell us. Yeah, true. We just wouldn't see him for a year and a half. 
really annoying. Uh, I found that grating as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Alright, Goldwater for President, 64. Yeah, go this with was the Goldwater. campaign Hillary was on. This is the only one I added in here who's from a candidate who didn't become president, but there's so much Goldwater music we listened to in the past that we had to hear this one too. He got crushed. Wow, they did a one of the greatest blowouts. An amazing little design though on like the uh, on the center of the vinyl here with the G and the O. Yeah, yeah, good design. Oh yeah. Ugh, this is kind of a classic case of if you weren't racist, they could have made a good version. It's like they, yeah, it's like just. Oops, I just realized I put this out of chronological order on the playlist, but oh well. The conclusion from Goldwater losing was that they had to get less cool. <laughs> that was what happened. They went back to Al Jolson after that. And it worked. Like Goldwater is too urbane. He's too Jewish. Deck the halls with bells of holly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Pretty similar. I think it's another song they're ripping off, but I'm, I can't put my finger on it. It sounds like it should be in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, it's just like Christmas adjacent. I'm into Christmas adjacent music. Yeah. The shitty old music that sounds like it should be Christmas music, but it's about something else. Conservative voters think you're too Jewish to be president. Make some music that sounds like Christmas music. Exactly. All right, we're going back in time a little bit here, but this one's a classic. This is a banger, Ike for president. I love this video, too, where there's like an elephant bouncing up and down. And shit. Oh, man, they make him look like shit. Yeah, the drawing of him is so funny. It's like a, caric <laughs> a caricature where they extend his forehead. This shit is so good, though. Yeah, this, this is awesome. This is barely even election. In election. Like, he could have run for either party. Very weird period in American history. Yeah. The last time that there was a general who could just be the shoe-in for the next president because, hey, he's the general. He won. Everybody knows him. It's also memorable. Whether you like the song or not, you'll remember... Yeah, this is awesome. Probably the most famous uh, campaign slogan ever made. Yeah. They actually put the work into it to make that one a banger. He changed his name to to rhyme with like. Also, David Icke could run for... His real name was Dwight. British. It wasn't even Ike. <laughs> yes, that's true. We got two fucking Nixon songs to get through here. I mean, just don't choose a slow song. You don't want to think about yourself slow dancing with Nixon. He would get nice and clammy for yeah, you. Yeah, that doesn't feel nice. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. How is this the election he won, you know? Also, this is the longest song we've heard yet. We got almost four minutes of this here. It was Kissinger with the peace deal. They didn't have to make a good song. 
Oh, what the fuck? Did they just put in a bossa nova? What's that rhythm in the back? That's a. I did not expect that. It's very department store. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is what they were going for. Regular America is sick of all the rioting and looting in the cities. I loved. Uh, they can't even go to Chicago anymore. They're so mad about Martin Luther King. I loved uh, Caetano Veloso's cover of this, though. <laughs> This is a very confusing song, genre-wise. Yeah, absolutely. It is very, yeah, like, I guess the closest you could get is Department Store. Ooh. Whoa. Didn't expect that. No. Look at that cadence. Oh, God, he's doing quiet loud. It's like Dark Side of the Moon or something here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is glam rock. What the fuck? This is a rock opera. It is. This is a musical. This was in hair. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Nixon found enough musicians who wanted to do this for him. Like, if any Republican tried this today, no self-respecting musician would do it. Like, they'd have to, he'd have to get three doors down or whatever, you know? Or the piano guys. Maybe it was all session players and they didn't know what it was. It was before they put the vocals on. But people because knew, you could yeah, definitely tell someone that it was just, yeah. uh, this is for the background. This is for the background for buying a teal blue microwave. <laughs> That's seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, I guess in stark con contrast to the earlier songs, this one really has a whole arc to it, you know. <laughs> this is sort of the straight Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to one-up All one. You Need Is Love by having a bunch of shit in the background toward the end. Yeah, totally. Keep piling on tracks. Yeah, really. They got the 88 track from the Nazis. <laughs> Operation Paperclip. <laughs> yeah, they had to cut out the crowd segments from Hitler's speeches to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that sucked. I really didn't like that. I mean, it, there were parts that were interesting, gets, but... Yeah, it gets points for ingenuity. This one's called Nixon's The One. Or no, this one's called Nixon Now, sorry. They re-elected him. So crazy. I know. I guess it's not as crazy as us re-electing Bush in 04. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah. Man. What did they see in him? I guess people were just really racist. <laughs> He's just the most repellent guy. Wasn't this his re-election song? Yeah. Let it be, let it be. 
George McGovern was using Paul Simon's Bridge Over Troubled Water. He's really starting the trend of just using a popular song like, hey, what do you think of this? That was the first guy trying to be cool. Yeah, it didn't work. He lost to the least cool guy ever. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they weren't ready for George McGovern. Acid, abortion, and amnesty. Yeah, this is this is psychotic. Just the tone of it. It everything explodes into the mix. It's an effect that's good. Like in those Motown songs that Chris Dodd used, yeah. where you've got a bunch of voices going into like an analog reverb and then tape saturation. It's like sort of the Phil Spector wall of sound effect. Yeah, yeah totally. But when it's something like this, when it's generic department store elevator music, and it's about Richard Nixon. <laughs> it kind of feels like they're doing the the like last 40 seconds of a song, but just for the whole track. So it's exhausting. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It, it feels like something from a satirical thing. It, it does actually. Yeah, yeah. A parody. Like it's from Bioshock or I something. Thought it, I, I, so I felt like, like it was like, yeah, like know. it could be playing in Tommy Boy or something. All right, here we go. This is a Jimmy Carter one. Why not the best? They were going for a carpenter's sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> I heard a young man speaking out just the other day. So I stopped to take a listen. God, the lyrics are so funny in this. What he had to say. He spoke straight and simple. By that I, I hate songs that begin like that. A lot of the modern country Republican ones start like that, where it's like, well, I'll tell you. Yeah. What I think. It's trying to be about folksy, the stuff. But it's just an ultra, like, straightforward narrative thing. There's a man who said something. Like, you get it 45 seconds into the song before you get any specifics. It's also funny that they have to like, tell you that Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter made a lot of sense. sense. It's like, if he actually makes a lot of sense, then show us, don't tell us, you know? But, the, yeah, the schmaltz and the kind of orchestral arrangement and the melodies are all very weak it's almost like they mismatched uh existing songs you know i don't know there's something off about everything we've heard uh but you can hear some wah-wah guitar this right here is like <laughs> yeah, someone's so proto this is like a proto like mtv move yes. where they're just cutting to a clip of him in the middle of the song it's like when like a dr dre song where it cuts to the skit in the middle and you're like fuck like when are they gonna get back to the song suicide this generation yeah <laughs> i forgot about that that was a weird cultural moment. He did win, but yeah, the pitch was, come on, guys. We got to spend less money. I mean, yeah, he, he he does have a kind of a Biden vibe, like a melted. Yeah, it was a very Biden thing. Like, come on, guys, we got to calm down. I'm just some old guy. Come on. Oh, I, I'm going to figure it out. Come on. Why not the best, you know? Uh, 
All right, we've only got one more here because of the fact that like no one really goes out there and does these personalized songs about themselves anymore. So you got to give John McCain credit for having John Rich from Big and Rich do this song called Raisin McCain oh. for the 08 campaign. Man, that campaign this guy blocked was me on so Twitter 10 years ago. Pathetic. God damn, man. The John McCain campaign. God. But this People one goes were so in. mad at Megan. She was so annoying. She was even more annoying then than she is now because yeah. she was like 22. And just, yeah, I mean, who can forget his wonderful running mate? And then this quality of music, just can't believe he lost. It's awesome. I love putting in this all this effort. This is for people who can only listen to Bob like Seger, but they don't make Bob Seger anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is for people who never forgave, like, the, uh, what's that band that, uh, spoke out against Bush? Was it the Pussycat Dolls or something? Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. I wish it was the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> yeah, That'd be way cooler. I fucked up. I fucked they up. didn't have the nuts. Yeah, I'm clearly a misogynist. I'm just mixing up, like, women-sounding band names. The Pussycat Chicks and the Dixie Dolls. <laughs> and the Dixie Dolls. The Dixie Dolls. The Dixie Dolls would be a good, like, fake name. This is fucking we trash. This is fucking trash. They, they should not... So cool. You should not be allowed to wear a cowboy hat <laughs> if you're going to sing this way and do this kind of backup. He can't even raise his arms. <laughs> yeah, good call. Look, they all want to be, like... Oh, they all want to be like 80s hair metal and shit. Look, they're doing the 80s hair metal of lining up all three guys. They're, it's fucking spinal yeah, tap. And the, he's doing the guitar solo where he's like rubbing it like it's his dick or yes, something. Yes, I know. There's something. I mean, yeah, the Republicans have that become stuff degenerate. That all got fed into country. Yeah, I know. Country is... All the corniest cock rock yeah. stuff. They still do. Pop country is like a so Kenny Chesney concert. incredibly bad these days. Or at least this this. It's just tailor-made for stupid white people. It's whatever they want to hear. Do they want to hear like 2000s rap beats? Do they want to hear hair metal? Yeah. Whatever you want, guys. Well, all these guys are now like Forgiato Blow fans. Yeah. <laughs> I guess bringing up Forgiato Blow is kind of a good place to end this of like, now the campaigns no longer commission songs about themselves, but there's so many guys on the internet who do it for free trying to just steal clout from like Trump or whatever by doing 10,000 different Trump songs, whether it's Forgiato Blow or John Acapinti or whatever, you know? Yeah, or the girl who made the I've Got a Crush on Obama song. Mm. That's been going on for a long time. I don't know how much it was going on in 04. There was the famous This Land Jib Jab video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 04 is still uh, pre-YouTube, so it's like that's like kind yeah, of yeah. You had to have an actual name. domain name. Yeah, it was just hard to go viral back then. I think I'm gonna. 2008 was the beginning of that. And now it's like you, you can't make enough videos, and especially yeah. with AI now. From now on, there are going to be millions of yeah, them. infinite because it's so easy to make. But all of them are going to be trash. Where there's still just going to be a few that rise to the top, or even something like Acapinti, where he hasn't really risen to the top in any way. But I just love songs like Cops for Trump because they're so idiosyncratic and like he means it so much and. Like, I don't know, there's something like much more uh, endearing about Cops for Trump than there is about like three quarters of the songs we heard today, or maybe all these songs. Yeah, it's not focus grouped at all because he has no response to anyone else. Yeah, there's no audience for it even, which is what makes it like so Like people good. hear his music and they're like, what is this? And he says, okay, 
And he does it again. It does sound like yeah. these like he songs doesn't... were all taken by you guys, like that you know, down to the stems, and you did that thing, that awful thing you've done on Fortune Kit in the past, where you just real like remix it terribly, you know, pan a bunch of stuff, bring stuff into the foreground that shouldn't be there. It, it does. It doesn't feel like I just listen to real music. Like it feels like I listen to, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the, you guys attempting to make music sound worse. A lot of it does feel hyper real like that. Like you're moving the faders up on the strings to a point that's beyond insane. Yeah. Like those those crescendos, those swells in those Nixon songs. It was so alien. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like when we when we in a very early episode when we listened to Kids Bop, uh, and those mixes were all really heightened, where for adults it's like you turn the effects like too loud. You gotta like blend this better. But for kids, it's like they want to hear a really annoying chorus effect on the backing vocals or whatever. It just makes it exciting or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kids don't understand frequencies. They're they're fucking idiots. You know, they don't understand. And people who vote are all morons. Yeah, they don't understand. Like, so we got to do Yankee Doodle for them. People who vote just want you know the the left half of the EQs to be at zero and you know get some boost in like the vocal range and that they'll just they love it. You know, it's like um they want all music to sound like you're listening to it on your phone out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Real Americans love auto harmonizers. <laughs> Real Americans like Ike. That's true. Uh, someone should use Ike for president again in the future. I want to become the like Forjado Blow Ike but for, for, for Ike. So I want to have like a wraparound of my entire vehicle with him on it. <laughs> but he's like Rambo. Ike did some good PR. Yeah, no. You honestly. still hear people say, oh, he made the highways or he was he was a socialist, actually. Yeah. <laughs> or he was the last good Republican. Mm. Or they post that quote he had about the military industrial complex. I mean, that stuff does make me Which think he actively helped with and did nothing to stop. But, but he is yeah. like the Just last guy to even about it. bother acknowledging it, right? Like, no one even cares yeah. anymore who, who wins the presidency. But he did a good job because you're not going to find a lot of people talking shit on Eisenhower. True, yeah. That's like fucking, yeah. It's like squealing on, on like your mob friends right before you go into witness protection. It's like, come on, man. You, yeah. This was your life. Is, like, you did true. this. By the way, all this shit is whack. Like, for real. <laughs> this sucks. I hate that we're in this together. You know, like, a, it's the, you know, classic, like, you, you've been president for four years and you're talking to me like you have the same level of agency over this that I do. That's, That's the norm now. That's how yeah, Biden yeah. talks. That's Politicians how Trump talks. Doing that, yeah, we're all just it's like a show that you're watching on TV. Why won't someone do something? Hey, we all wish the markets would, you know, treat us better. I'll pass on the message to someone, and they'll get it to Chuck Schumer or the Supreme Court, or I don't know. Listen, we all hate that the vinyl chloride has poisoned your entire town. We all hate that. We 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 agree. It sucks. Someone ought to do something. Yeah, we'll be having a lot of talks about this. It's like Biden's one of those guys too who loves to like commission uh studies on whether video games cause school shootings and shit okay so what if biden leans just directly into kind of our generation of blissed out music whatever drug of choice you know and he he uh his thing is uh gliding with biden and it's just about being so fucked up that you feel like you're like on a world of warcraft mount just kind of flying over the lands doesn't matter anymore what's happening that's the smartest way to get like younger artists involved you know yes exactly new campaign song for 2024 by ice spice <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah a lot of those like um soundcloud rap guys who who just like slur their words uh per permanently 
you know, we need to get those guys in. And uh, people will, th- you know, comparatively, like Biden they will sound, sound like Joe yeah, Biden. Exactly. He'll sound great, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm off those Bidens. Yeah, join us next week when our guests will be Joe Biden and Ice Spice. But uh, for now, Julian, thanks for being here. Hey, a pleasure. Love the podcast. Big fan. Yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs>